Taylor Swift is opening up about her own faith and why she's frustrated with the way Christianity is used in politics. We'll discuss her comments. Also, a new study shines a light on worsening Christian persecution overseas. We'll take a look at the numbers. And finally, we're not used to spiritual inspiration coming out of D.C., especially these days, but the Senate chaplain's prayer is genuinely stirring. You need to hear it. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Everyone, I'm Jesse Carey. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up, but first, I want to tell you about Truett Seminary. At Baylor University's Truett Seminary, kingdom-minded women and men are equipped to follow their callings. Wholeheartedly committed to rigorous academic instruction and intentional spiritual formation, Truett offers seven Master of Divinity graduate certificates, as well as seven joint degrees in the fields of law, business, education, social work, and music. Wherever your calling may take you, Truett Seminary will help you prepare for the journey. Learn more at baylor.edu slash Truett. That's baylor.edu slash T-R-U-E-T-T. All right, tell us about today's stories. It's our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Tyler, welcome to the Friday fun day edition (laughs) of Relevant Daily. Hey, Jesse. Happy Friday. Hey, real quick, we're going to jump into these stories. This Taylor Swift one, this is, is such an interesting clip, and people can watch this film we're going to talk about on Netflix over the weekend. Before that, real quick, what's your Super Bowl pick? Niners, Chiefs, who you got? <laughs> well, you know that I, you know that we are already well outside of of my lane with this, right? <laughs> like, we, we have no idea. But I am going to say solely because, uh, solely because, I'll tell you why I'm going to pick this before I, okay. before I, okay. uh, the only reason is, because I grew up around a lot of Kansas City fans back there in Nebraska that I got to that I got hey. up over the Chiefs. I got to. I'm rolling with I'm rolling with Mahomes. <laughs> I'm doing it too. Patrick uh, Mahomes. Right. He's, right. he's, he's my boy this year. Can't wait. Okay, he, I'm know. calling it. So we're I'm calling the same it. Team Patrick Mahomes. Insofar as yeah, I'm cheering right. on Chiefs. anybody, which is uh, uh, cheering on. Maybe I should be more. I should I should hedge my language a little more than that, but. <laughs> I will be well, okay whoever wins. Let's put it that I'm way. I'm calling it daily listeners. Chiefs win by three. Mahomes MVP. All right. First up in today's uh, Relevant Daily Rundown, Taylor Swift's new documentary shows her frustration with Christianity being co-opted for politics. First off, super fascinating documentary. Got, got a chance to, uh, to, to watch it. Shows a different side of the pop star, but this... Uh, portion in particular really surprised me because it was very vulnerable and there's sort of a risk talking about the topics of religion and politics. Tell us what she said in this documentary, Tyler. Yeah, so it's interesting and and uh, neither you or I don't believe has seen this full documentary yet, but this clip making the rounds is, is certainly uh, revealing, I would say. Uh, Taylor Swift's new Netflix documentary Miss Americana is uh, apparently about a lot more than the usual rise to fame narrative that tends to dominate this genre. Instead, it's about a very specific time in her career, a specific evolution of her public brand from being sort of a a tidy, safe, uh, maybe more one-dimensional pop star to something more complex and nuanced and and really more human. Uh, A big part of that evolution was the 2018 midterm election when Swift went back to her home in Tennessee to publicly endorse one-time Governor Phil Bredesen over his Republican challenger, Marsha Blackburn, for the U.S. Senate. Now, Bredesen went on to ultimately lose, but a clip that's now making the rounds shows Swift's fight over the endorsement with her management team who urged her to keep quiet 
about social and political issues. She's clearly distraught and emotional in the clip. She insists that she wants to be on the right side of history, while her team, including even her father, tries to talk her down, bringing up publicity and security concerns. Now, tell her, what, what, what do they say? What are their actually actual concerns? I mean, I, I think, you know, you could probably predict what some of the concerns would be if you're going to isolate, you know, part of a fan base politically. But does it kind of go beyond that? Uh, it does, actually. And uh, I'm not going to play the clip like usual because it's it's a little hard to hear the clip and it's a little bit confusing. There's a lot of people talking at the same time, so you can watch the documentary yourself, but I'll, I'll read a transcription of it. Uh, you can hear one older man on Taylor's team mock her saying, imagine if we came to you and said, hey, we've got this idea that we should have the number of people that come to your next tour. Another person says, just from a security standpoint, Taylor Swift comes out against Trump and then Swift responds, I don't care if they write that. And she even sort of breaks down in tears saying it really is a big deal to me. I can't see another commercial and see Blackburn disguising these policies behind the words Tennessee Christian values. These aren't Tennessee Christian values. I live in Tennessee. I'm a Christian. That's not what we stand for. So a very vulnerable wow. moment from a pop star who has really uh, been, a, you know, she has a very... Uh, anesthetized life for the most part. What we've seen has been very carefully controlled and this looks like it's going to be a different, a little bit different from that in this documentary. We're going to be seeing a lot more of an authentic person than we've seen in quite a while. And she just released a new song that is uh, kind of has a political message too, right? right Tom? Yeah, it does. It's uh, only called Only the Young and here's a little clip of it. Miss Americana is on Netflix. I, I think that obviously Taylor fans are excited about it, but it sounds like it might be interesting for the rest of us too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tyler, in other news, there is, I mean, there's no other word to use. It's, it's a chilling new study about church persecution abroad, mm -hmm. the, the state of global Christian persecution. Uh, tell us tell us about this study, Tyler. Yeah, so there's a, a persecution watchdog organization called Open Doors. Uh, they've been good friends of ours work over there. They're a great organization. We trust them a lot. They released their annual World Watch List. Contains some really startling numbers. According to the report, the number of Christians experiencing what they call high levels of persecution increased by 6% last year. That means in the top 50 countries on their list, nearly 260 million Christians are being persecuted for their faith abroad. And when you break down those numbers, one of the things that's really scary is the number of Christians that are being detained, arrested, and imprisoned abroad, mm -hmm. too. That's all a big spike. It's a big spike. And that's obviously where the persecution becomes way more uh, way more real and tangible in a way that's that's very haunting. A uh, significant increase in those numbers uh, from 2,625 Christians who were detained or imprisoned last uh, in 2018 to 3,711 
2019. Perhaps the most shocking number is the increase in the number of churches or Christian buildings that have been destroyed, 9,488 during the 2019 reporting period. That's up from 1,266 in the 2018 report, a huge jump. The number of Christians killed for their faith did drop slightly. That's good news, but it still comes out to about eight deaths a day. So definitely still a very, very scary time for a lot of Christians in a lot of countries around the world. Tyler, I know, like you said, on the list, they they outline like 50 different countries, but there are 10 that really uh, kind of stand out. Tell us where some of this uh, persecution is happening, especially at, towards the top of the list. Uh, number one, as usual, actually for the 18th straight year, is North Korea uh, as the top of the list of the countries that are most dangerous for Christians. It's followed by Afghanistan, Somalia, Libya, Pakistan, uh, Eritrea, Sudan, Yemen, Iran and India that we have the full report uh, that we link to over at relevantmagazine.com and I'd recommend to go check it out and, and really add that to your prayer list as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's something I feel like more Christians need to be aware of that there is, you know, actual physical persecution happening in a lot of the world. And, you know, yeah, these are Christians that need to be in our prayers and also that we need to be advocating on their behalf. You know, uh, religious persecution is a major issue. And as these numbers show, it's only getting worse. Mm -hmm. Well, Tyler, finally, uh, there was a stirring prayer from Washington, D.C. of all places uh, today. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, this was interesting. You don't often see the Senate chaplain trending on Twitter, and especially with a lot going on in the Senate today. I was curious as to why. And this was pretty moving. Senate chaplain Barry Black opened the impeachment trial on Friday for President Donald Trump with a very forceful, very eloquent prayer. Chaplain Black invoked the Bible, reminding senators that what they do will have eternal consequences, if not here in this life, then perhaps in the one to come. It's quite a moment. It's helped a lot, honestly, by, uh, by, by the chaplain's voice which is very stirring. It's a very stirring golden baritone. Uh, It's a pretty short prayer, but it's moving. We'll play it in its entirety here. Eternal Lord God, you have summarized ethical behavior in a single sentence. Do for others what you would like them to do for you. Remind our senators that they alone are accountable to you for their conduct. Lord, help them to remember that they can't ignore you and get away with it. For we always reap what we sow. Have your way, mighty God. You are the potter, our senators, and we are the clay. Mold and make us after your will. Stand up, omnipotent God. Stretch yourself. And let this nation and world know that you alone are sovereign. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, Tyler, it is Friday afternoon. Uh, People will probably listen to this today or over the weekend. uh, But 
as of time of recording, can you give us a little breakdown of what's actually happening in the trial? Sure, a fast-moving situation, but here's what we know as of this recording, uh, an update of sort of the last 24 hours. This trial, probably going to be a pretty brief one, most likely, as Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell appears to have enough votes to block new witnesses from testifying. Obviously, a very big win for Republicans there. This includes barring an alleged bombshell from former National Security Advisor John Bolton, confirming Trump did attempt to link foreign aid to Ukraine in an announced investigation of former President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Democrats had some hope that Tennessee Senator Lamar Alexander might break ranks with the Republican Party and call for witnesses, but Alexander announced that he would not do so on Thursday night, saying he did not believe Trump's actions, though inappropriate, rose to the level of impeachable offense. Senator Marco Rubio of Florida issued a sort of a similar statement on Friday, writing that, quote, just because actions meet a standard of impeachment Impeachment does not mean it is in the best interest of the country to remove a president from office. Mm. So this sort of seems to be the the argument that a lot of Republicans are rallying around that these these things did happen, that Trump is guilty of what he's being accused of, but it's not bad enough that they support the removal from office that uh, a yes on an impeachment vote, would mean, th- which means, therefore, they don't really need, have any reason to bring in any extra witnesses. So that's the update yeah. as of now. But by the time that this goes to the public, things could be very different. It's a fast moving situation. Hopefully that that prayer works in ways that our own reporting may not. Fast moving times, man. Oh yeah. Well, Tyler, enjoy the weekend. Go Chiefs. (laughs) Happy Friday and yeah, go Kansas City. All right. Well, you can read more about those stories and everything else we're covering over at relevantmagazine.com. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Get our uh, Sign up for our weekly newsletter. Get our other podcasts and follow everything else we're doing. You don't want to miss it. And remember, we're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. We'll see you next week.